Hello and welcome to the Inklecast. Um, this episode we're going to be talking about ink, including developments from the community, new tools and excitingly new games being made with ink. So I wanted to get started by talking about um, the latest version of our Ink Unity integration plugin, um, which is being developed by Tom. So what's new, Tom? What's new? Um, so since we first released it, we kind of re-engineered the whole thing, which you really don't need to know about. But <laughs> the important thing that gives you is that Unity now tracks the errors, warnings, to-dos, general things in your ink and surfaces them to you. So if you click on an ink file in Unity, it'll tell you exactly where the problems are, exactly where you've left notes for yourself, and you can quickly go to those those problems. Um, and we've also I've been using that, and it's awesome. Oh, wonderful. It's, like, it's just really it's, awesome to be able to get to the point where, yeah, it's just not a technical thing anymore. You just, you're in Unity, you install the plugin, which you can get on from the asset store now, and you just you can right click and go create an ink file and double click it and just start editing and then mm. it just works and game. When you get some errors, what you do, it just yeah. you fix them and it's done and it's just it's it's like integrated code. It's just so part of the flow now, which is really cool. Mm. So it's general like a uh, power user features, I suppose you could say. So we've added uh, some options. You can disable automatic compilation of files if you're like just testing stuff out or you just don't want uh, like some files to, to build automatically. Um, we've uh, added more support for include files, so if you've like a really complicated ink structure where you've got one file that references about 50 others, that's now surfaced in the inspector, it's much easier to find uh, and check the relationships between those files, make sure that's working. Um, compilation is generally more stable, we've got uh, like a little loading bar that pops up now because um, there were errors where you could sort of break it midway and then you'd end up with a half compiled file uh, and it's generally just way more performant than it used to be mm. we're not caching things um, a little bit better now yeah great um, the other thing that's been happening in ink is not from us but from the community it's been great to see there's been a few projects that people have been working on that um, either editors or their own implementation. So for example, there's been a tool called Quill developed by Matt Conrad, um, which is an online editor, a bit like JS Fiddle, but for ink. So you can type um, ink on the left hand side and, you, and it automatically compiles it on the server and then um, it comes up with a, a playable view on the right hand side. And this is just, um, by loading a particular website, which is great because you don't need to download anything, you can just give Ink a try. Mm. I've been using Quill quite a lot actually since it came out because it's the fastest way that I have to test a bit of Ink script. So my main usage for that, to be honest, is when I think I found a bug and I need to track it down to a minimal source text, then Quill is the best way to do that. Mm. Um, for people learning Ink, it's a really good way for just trying scratch bits of code. So if you just want to try a structure, see what it does, make something work. Yeah. Quill is excellent for that. Awesome. So that's available at ggjar.xyz slash quill. So ggjar is spelled J-E-E-J-A-H Yeah, let's put it. I don't think he's fully supported all of the ink features, but if you go to the issues page on the GitHub page for ink, 
you can read about Jink, <laughs> which is the Java implementation. Um, finally, uh, I've been working on a little ink editor using um, Electron, which is um, it's what's powering the Atom editor, which is sort of like GitHub's answer to Sublime Text. So it's, um, it's an ink IDE, right? Yeah, which effectively. Is one of those yeah. things they put by the roadside in a rack that blows up vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know how to pick up from that. Sorry, it's not even a tasteful joke. Is it? <laughs> we can cut it in post. So, it's an ink IDE. So, what does it do, Joe? Uh, so, right, you have... Um, it, it's a bit like Quill, um, but it's offline and it's native. So, um, you have an ink editor, complete with syntax highlighting on the left pane, and then a player on the right pane. It's always um, compiling, so it's a bit like a modern... Um, code editor, as soon as you type in some ink, it will pop up errors or whatever, and you can fix them as you go. Um, you can jump to definition by um, option clicking on divert target, so you can jump around your ink script really easily. My favourite feature is it's also auto-replaying your story, yes. so if you fix typos, you, they just appear immediately fixed in the right-hand pane, so you can see that it's it's gone away. Yeah, which is, which is something, really cool. And you can kind yeah. of rewrite sections. Say you're you, you're halfway through your story, um, and you're at a certain point, and you can see a paragraph halfway through your story. You can edit it on the left-hand side, and then you can see changes in that paragraph appearing on the right-hand side, even though you're in the middle of the game. So it's really good for constructing pacing and getting the flow right and redrafting. Yeah, and all those kind of all that kind of actual making it play the way you want to play yeah. stuff without sort of having to test the game for the beginning every time. So that's really, exactly. That's oh, really sounds nice. great. So when's that released? Uh, so we don't really have a plan right now. It's something I've been working on in my spare time just for fun, but um, it's getting to a pretty good point. So hopefully in the next week or two. Right. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Right. Well, we might be looking well, for a By the time you listen to this, perhaps <laughs> it'll be out. Who knows? Um... And finally, I wanted to talk about the fact that we've got a load of people saying they're using ink for their games right now. Um, so Which is really exciting for it's us. Awesome. We really didn't know it's, if anyone was going to yeah, use it at all. Exactly. Um, we think exactly. it's great, but it's it's nice to see people picking it up and getting in, inspired by it. Yeah, and we've heard from people who are using who who are using it who haven't actually told us what games they're working mm -hmm. on. So we know there's a whole lot of stuff going on that we don't know about. But of the things that we do know about. Um, there's a company called Ghost Pattern who are making a game called Wayward Strand. Um, we actually met these guys at GDC. They're a couple of the guys who worked on Armello. Um, and prior to GDC, they worked on a Train Jam game that also used ink. Um, but their game, um, Wayward Strand, they're describing it as a, a real-time story, which is where the events of the story take place in real time and so things can go on without you which we know a little bit about actually oh it sounds like the last express i love the last <laughs> right. express yeah and i actually i wasn't thinking of that oh, it's a really good point no i was thinking of a game that we were working on so oh, yeah, no, sony that we really aren't allowed to talk about. oh that game i forgot about that game yeah that game where you're constantly missing bits of story because you were five minutes late right. yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, it'll be interesting to see how they tackle those problems right yeah yeah they are big problems but yeah but yeah, it's a really interesting goal, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they what they're doing with yeah, ink good and luck, how, how that works. Um, it's definitely one of the things that ink is supposed to do is is remove the need to worry about how you're going to author your story part, so you can get on and solve more interesting problems like mm. how to make it real time and make that yeah. design work. 
and just take a step up the ladder yeah. in, in designing. So that's yeah. hopefully that will work out for them. Awesome. Um, there's also a beautiful game called The Last Night being developed by Odd Tales, which is, it's got this beautiful animated pixel art style. Um, their genre is, uh, what, what, what do they Cyberpunk. call it? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, and the, the story's genre. I was, I was thinking oh. of the game's genre, which Thompson seemed to know. It was like a, uh, an action, no, a story platformer or something. Action adventure? Uh, <laughs> okay, well, amazing. anyway, it's... <laughs> a modern platformer or something. Yeah, it's, anyway, it's in yeah. the style of flashback or... Um, what's the other one of that style? Another World. Another world, that's the one. So it's in that style. It looks gorgeous, and they're using ink for their dialogue. Um, well, shout out to the Banner Saga 2, who aren't actually using ink. ink I they said they're using Inkle Writer still. Yeah. <laughs> we, and we really hope that for the Banner Saga 3, they move over to using ink. Guys, <laughs> yes. it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, the guys who made Oxenfree, um, Night Schoolers, they've told us they're thinking of using ink, which would be yeah. incredible. It must exciting. be said, uh, on the news scale, we think we might use ink is not the most <laughs> interesting piece of news. But nonetheless, Oxenfree is a great game, so we'd, yep. be, very, we'd be very chuffed if they did. Uh, yeah, and so uh, Adventure Jam, um, Adventure Game Jam, has just recently finished in terms of the development phase, and it's in the voting phase right now, and I'm a judge. Um, but I have noticed that there's an ink game um, that's been made. So the question One is, of the contestants. how biased are you right, going to be exactly. about the fact that there's an ink game? But it's difficult because, right, I can't, I can't be biased, but then at the same time I can't be, like, biased in the opposite direction because it's an ink no, game. That's so true, I've just got to, be, I've got to be very careful. But you're not allowed to like it because then people will assume you are being biased. That's true, yeah. <laughs> right, but you're exactly. not allowed to dislike it either because it's because we'll it's be rude. about it. So, I guess um, I should probably play some of the other games and then just see how it compares. That's probably the right probably thing to do. Probably the only approach to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, just remember that reviewing is an entirely objective process, so whatever you do, you'll be fine. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, that anyway, that game is called Lucerne, um, mm. and it's pretty good. Yeah, I've, 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 quite, I've, I've actually quite played, quite played the first few, few minutes of it, and yes, it's quite it's nice. nice. Yeah. And of course, our own our own projects are still being made in English. Yeah, exactly. So. We have a, a release of the Intercept coming up soon ah, yes. on iOS. mobile for iOS. That yeah. will be free to download. So uh, we just need to get that through the old review pipeline. Mm -hmm. That might be out by the time this episode comes to air. Mm -hmm. And of course, don't forget about Sorcery 4, which is being made in Ink. The previous version of Ink. Still. Yeah, but it's still very much in <laughs> very Ink. Very much in Ink. Uh, which is finally into its absolute redrafting phase. I completed a huge section of, of the map the, the yeah, just yesterday, mm. which was a really, really nice feeling until I looked at the rest of the map. Um, but yeah, it's sort of <laughs> easily the largest Ink project to date now. It's just clipping past 80 days. Cool. Crazy. So that will hopefully be done very soon. Um, and we've got a couple more games in the pipeline that we can't talk about, but I was wondering if you could maybe talk about a little bit about the, the systems at work in, uh, in, the one, new, in the new... The big new game. The big new game. Yeah, so um, a game like Sorcery or a game like 80 Days works... Obviously, they're very text-based, so they, they kind of have a narrative flow. The story is just being told, and then the ink is deciding what gets told next. Mm. Um, for our late this game we're trying to break away from that a little bit and go with something which is driven more by a player's movement around the world looking mm. at in, and yeah. interacting with things um which 
is a completely different structure. And what it particularly means is that you need something that looks more like an update loop that you would have in a normal game. So when I have a conversation with a character, after that conversation is done, which is run by ink, then it has to go back somewhere and work out what's available to me now. So it has to always know where is it going back to. And there are some structures in ink which are good for that. So tunnels are quite good and have been quite useful. But I needed to engineer a little bit more so that the game can really keep track of what on earth is going on at mm. any given time. And we could have put all of that in the Unity layer, I think. We could have made the game... Mm engine and just pull out little bits of ink content when it needed it but partly it was an interesting challenge to see if it could <laughs> handle it and partly we wanted to make a game that we could test in a very lo-fi test environment and that's mm. been really interesting actually and has yeah. exposed um in the last couple of months has exposed bugs along the way because we're really <laughs> pushing some of the the, li- the um the structures to their to their limits but it, and it's it's the first game that we've yeah, developed. It's quite an interesting challenge. Yeah, it, it's the first game that we've developed where the way that the ink runs and the output that you get out of ink really is an intermediate format itself. Mm-hmm. It's not the text, the the verbatim text that the the player will read. A lot of it is kind of uh, intermediate markup or just uh, kind of signposting for the game layer, so that you have this. Um, this ink structure that you can actually play purely in a text-based console window, but that um, works its way through into a, a more graphical game um, and that's presented in a completely radically different way. Mm. Which is so it's kind of an ink script to generate a film script. Exactly, for exactly. Um, for any given play. That's, that's so a that's, really interesting model. That's been a really interesting problem. Mm. Something we have to talk about more when the game is released. Or at least, at the very least, yeah. announced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we should wrap up there. That's all we've got to say about Ink for now, but uh, see you next time. Yeah, and if you are working on any games in Ink yourselves and you want to let us know, we'd love to hear about them, we'd love to talk about them. Yeah, so absolutely. Stay in touch. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm.